Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, diet episode number two, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking about Treasure Maps, our new ultra travel-friendly feature in the latest issue on newsstands now, that will have you crisscrossing the state to enjoy and absorb Oklahoma's wildly entertaining history, and wildly entertaining is the phrase. But before that, let's get into our question of the week. We asked you, what is your favorite 4th of July memory? Photography editor Megan Rossman, what is your favorite 4th of July memory? Well, the earliest 4th of July I can remember, I think I was maybe like five. We went to a local elementary school. And you remember, you know, those those fireworks that have the parachutes in them? Oh, I love those. Yeah. Yeah. I love those, too. Well, we lit one, and it ejected the parachute, and it was on fire (laughs) and (laughs) sailed towards a crowd of people who ran away screaming. And that from the slow, uh, the slow, the slow descent of the parachute, <laughs> and I thought that that was so funny as a child. I could not stop laughing. Um, mm. And maybe that's kind of weird, but that's more like that's no, that's really funny. <laughs> that's because uh, I mean, Fourth of July, they all just sort of blend in together. Mm. Now it's just yeah. like I, I ate a bunch of food, I saw some fireworks, yeah. I probably drank some alcohol, and uh, you know, yeah, you're more a true fireworks. American, you're yeah, a true patriot. No, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I like this. So just, but the the flaming firework. I mean, there have been times where people I know have gotten injured by fireworks but yeah. this mm-hmm. this time was better because they were merely threatened they were not injured <laughs> by the firework and that's always the best case scenario okay. uh, unless you, you know there's not even any threat at all <laughs> so that was my uh, overly uh, complex answer to that question i like that what about you ben it's hard to pick a favorite memory because uh, for, every July 4th, I always end up doing the same thing, which is uh, my family has some, uh, or it's really, it's a land that's belonged to my grandfather's family for years, um, but it's out near Shawnee, and we just go out there, and we cook out, and we, we shoot fireworks, and it's a whole lot of fun. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, it's hard to sort of distinguish uh, one particular year over another mm-hmm. although you have to be careful because um it's not professionals setting up those fireworks it's just us and <laughs> um sometimes you know they fall over or whatever yeah and um then you have to do a mad scramble to, to the house or something that's funny um mm-hmm. so uh yeah if you're lighting fireworks this holiday uh, just be be careful please be super careful uh-huh. yeah please 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 take care of yourself like you want to keep your fingers and hands those are things you need those i uh, life's easier with them than yes yeah yeah i agree um i have a couple good ones i have one from when i was a kid that really sticks out like do you just have these memories that are just like like i don't know cornerstone memories like i like this is a moment that was a happy moment mm-hmm. you know what i mean sure. yeah. like those memories in yeah. your life right one of mine is a fourth of july and i remember our house in weatherford was right on the edge of city limits so like the street that we lived on was the city limit boundary and we were on the outside of it right so we weren't in city limits so we could set off fireworks mm-hmm. no problem right mm-hmm. we had an acre we had a big driveway like 
it was it was great. Um, and I remember one year, I, I want to say I was seven, maybe six years old, seven years old, and we had a bunch of people, like my cousins, Darren and Emily were there, my aunt and Peggy and Uncle Nick, who are both gone now, I miss them, because um, I remember my Uncle Nick would hold the Roman candle in his hand mm, yeah. and hold it up and set it off, and it was, you're super not supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, but he was always doing stuff like that. Like, if it was the dangerous thing that you're super not supposed to do, he was going <laughs> to go do it. Um, and never get hurt. Like, I don't know, the guy had the best luck in the world. But um, I, I remember that, and I remember sitting at the end of the driveway with my, uh, like, first-grade best friend, Scott Siebold, uh, and uh, this family we were friends with, the Ratteries, um, were there. And I remember uh, me and Scott were sitting there trying to predict what color each firework would be and failing every time. But then if you get it right, it's like, okay, well, I'm psychic. Only his little brother, Sam, didn't know the word psychic, and so he kept saying, I'm sidekick, I'm sidekick. Um, and my dad was sitting there every time it was a different color. He would tell us, because my dad taught chemistry, uh, would he would tell us what chemicals made it burn that color. Ah. I know. So it's just like this really beautiful, like specific memory that I have from when I was a kid. It was like a wonderful, wonderful. And our house was right across from the city park. Mm-hmm. Like on the other side of that road that we lived on was the golf course. And then on the other side of the golf course, right there was a city park. So it was like a fifth of a mile away is where they were setting off fireworks. So they were right over our heads. It was so cool. It was such mm. a great 4th of July. That I love sounds that. sounds nice. Um, and my other one that I thought about was my really good, this is an adult one, my really good friend, uh, Casey Clifford. Her, she and her husband, David, well, her family, her great-grandparents built a house in, uh, outside of Spavanaugh in a place called Tag Hollow. Uh, it's right on Grand Lake. Oh, it's actually, it's not Spavanaugh Lake, but it's right by Grand Lake up, up in that area. Um, and we... We haven't done it in a few years. I don't think we've done it since COVID, but we used to go up there every 4th of July and hang out at that cabin. And it's just like, it's the coolest thing. Her great-grandparents built this place in 1933, right, I think. And it was, it's called, it's got a, it's got a name. It's called Glenary. Um, and it's named for Casey's grandmother, Glennis. The people who built it, it's their daughter. They named it for her. Um, and it's just been in her family since then. And there's this guest book that goes back to when it was open. And her whole family are oil people going back to the land run. Right, well, not. Mm-hmm. Plan run, but like they've been oil people forever, so they. Yeah. Um, but one of the signatures, I was looking through the guest book, and it really does go back to 1933. But like I'm in there, and Casey's daughter is in there. It's really cool. But one of the signatures was Thomas Gilcrease. Oh, wow. apparently stayed yeah. at this cabin. I know, isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Um, so we always have a ton of fun when we go there, and it's always a really great time. And um, one year we went. I remember it was 2009. We went, and um, Casey wrote a song about it that she still sings in concert today. It's called Glenary. It's a really beautiful tune. Um, and I just, it's just a, it's just a time in a place of like I don't know if you have a thing like this with your friends but like you go or you do this thing and like just stuff happens you know Mm -hmm. like important moments in your life happen and you have great conversations and like you feel safe to open up and be yourself and it's just a really nice time Mm -hmm. and we eat a lot of good food and cook and play cards and have a great time so those are mine Um, let's see what social media people had to say Karen Duval Lanier annual family reunions at Woodland Park each July 4th then to grandparents house for fireworks that's nice Mm -hmm. it's really nice one Shane Benture B-E-N-T-U-R-E I'm sorry if I mispronounced that just posted four heart emojis so we're going to assume he fell in love four times on the 4th of July. Play on. I know, play on, play (laughs) it. All right, let's talk about treasure maps. That's kind of all we had on social media, but we would love to hear your favorite 4th of July memories. If you hear this and want to write in, uh, Mm -hmm. we will make sure to read them on a future episode of the podcast. Um, So we don't have a guest today. We don't 
kind of an interview. We're interviewing ourselves. Um, we have two. <laughs> we have two of our uh, staff that are out today. So we thought we would talk about our July August issue. It just hit newsstands. It's got this really lovely illustration on the cover. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. One uh, of my J- favorite covers. J- JJ Ritchie. If I'd have known that Greg wasn't going to be here today, I would have had JJ come in and be on the pod yeah. with us and talk about this illustration because it took. I swear to God, I think they spent thousands of hours doing this. It's very detailed. Um, It's very detailed and cool and lovely and exactly what I wanted it to be. Uh, You know, it's so detailed and I I feel like I still see new things. No, I do too. I like, I mean, me too. new things stick out. Yeah, and there's just things that like make me laugh every time, like the giant strawberries or the people (laughs) filming the movie Twister next to the giraffe skeleton. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a delight. I love, I love art, like things like this, like Mm -hmm. where it's just endless fascination and things to find. I love it. I love it so much. This is a perfect uh just leave this cover out on your coffee table totally and people will obsess over it totally oh my gosh it's it's a little it's almost a little travel guidey mm-hmm. um but the 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 inspiration behind this story um we've done something like this before it's it's 10 illustrated maps um each kind of pertaining to a different sort of travel theme you know something if you're interested in something if there's you've got a specific interest here are some places you can go so um i'm just going to kind of start at the beginning here uh, ben, you wrote a great. I thought, and everybody, these were all you guys' ideas. I should point that out to the readers. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't assign these. I didn't come up with these. Like, this is stuff that you guys were passionate about and wanted to write about. And JJ did an amazing job illustrating it. So, but one of yours, Ben, was sports history. Yes, which I thought was so cool because obviously, Oklahoma, so much of Oklahoma culture is wrapped up in sports and bound up in sports, and and we love sports in Oklahoma. Right. Um, and so I just thought I I loved this. I thought, and the art is the like old baseball cards, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the baseball cards, um, my family is a big baseball card family. Really? So, yes. Um, actually, when each of us was born, um, my parents bought a full um, baseball card set for each of our birth oh, years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. That's a good I'm idea. Yeah. That. yeah, I like that. Um, but, yeah, Oklahoma is a, a historically great sports state. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the cool things um, and why I wanted to do this map is because um, it's some of the best preserved history in Oklahoma also Uh, you know outside of um, like governors and like oil um, people Uh, yeah like sports for example there's um, the Mickey Mantle home Mm -hmm. Uh, there's the Jim Thorpe home so we're talking about two of two of the most iconic athletes in American history and you can go see uh, where that where it is that they live their lives and kind of get into their heads, uh, which I think is just uh, an amazing opportunity. That's cool. Do you have one of these places on here that's like a favorite of yours that you like to that you've been um, would recommend? Let's see. Uh, I have been to the um, the territorial um, sports museum and, oh, yeah, and Guthrie. Guthrie. Yeah. yeah, there is nowhere <laughs> in Oklahoma and maybe in the whole um, the the whole region where you'll find more. Sports Sports memorabilia <laughs> in one place. Cool. It is um, just jam packed with not just um, the full, the like major league sports, but just all these um, 
all these uh, you know leagues that are more more obscure, and yeah. I think that is where some of the the most interesting history is. That's cool. Yes, I was talking to someone recently. I might have even been my mom. I don't know about how you know back in the day, even when she was a kid, like a lot of the like mid sized Oklahoma towns had a professional. I mean, like super minor league, but a professional mm-hmm. team. Um, yes, like Enid had one. I know Bartlesville had one at one time. Um, there there were a lot of them around, and I miss. I wish that we still had that. Yeah, you know, like I would love it if like Muskogee had a baseball team and they could play McAllister you know what I mean it was just like professional or be semi-pro like it's not like they could pay them but much but like I just think that'd be so cool I think that'd be I think people would really yeah it's sort of like uh like a pro version of high school sports almost yeah 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 yeah. or like d3 college Mm -hmm. you know just a place where there's a lot of heart and there's you know people getting paid enough that it's worth their time but well back when they had those Oklahoma leagues like that was how people spent their time I know they didn't go to the movies. They you went to the baseball game. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's what the whole town got excited for. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of alternatives to the internet. Um, I love that the Territorial Capital Sports Museum in Guthrie. I need to I just need to make like a trip to Guthrie to see because I haven't I've mm-hmm. been to Guthrie a ton of times, but there's some of these museums they have there that I haven't been to. Yes, um, and that's definitely going to be on my list. I love that, so that's cool. Good, that was a good one, mm-hmm. Megan. Your first one in here is about the seven original state parks. I loved this. I thought this was a great concept. Oh, Yes, I I am always talking about the state parks. I love the state parks. Um, I'm happiest when I am outside somewhere beautiful, mile yeah. and it's not 100 degrees. <laughs> right, not um, like today. <laughs> so I'm I'm a pretty enthusiastic ambassador for the state parks wherever I go, and I'm often struck by, uh, well, people just don't know about them as it's much as I do I typically, yeah. which makes sense because yeah. I work for tourism. But I forget, <laughs> uh, like, so you know, I'll be talking about Beavers Bend, and people will be like, "What? Where?" that and I'm like what well yeah. let me let me tell you all about it whether yeah. you want to hear or not um, and so I was like well it's perfect for me to just kind of round up the seven the seven original state parks because they're you know some of my favorites are in here yeah. like you know uh, so the original seven state parks for anyone who's not familiar uh, it's Lake Murray State Park in Ardmore Roman Nose State Park in Watonga um, Quartz Mountain State Park and Lone Wolf Boiling Spring State Park in Woodward, Beaver's Bend State Park in Hochatown, uh, Robbers Cave State Park in Wilburton, and uh, Osage Hill St- State Park near Pahuska. And they all, you know, the, these are, Those are all really good all parks. over the state. And so it's just like they they vary a lot in, you know, what you can do and what like, whereas Beaver's Bend and Robber's Cave are very tree covered. It's mm-hmm. your, you know, classic forest. Eastern Oklahoma um, vibe. Yeah, yeah. Southeastern Oklahoma, uh, very lush and uh, just beautiful. Were all yeah. the um, were all the original state parks uh, works progress? Administration, um, Civilian or? Conservation Corps, uh-huh. actually, which yeah. is like Works Progress, but yes. it's a different, pro- okay. same time, but different program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that history is really interesting. It is very cool. Yeah, because yeah, you can cool. see, you know, there's, and the parks have retained as much of that architecture yeah. as they can. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if you go to Osage Hills State Park, there's a lot of, be- like, the cabins yeah. are really cool, and they have all sorts of just sort of outbuildings, like pavilions and mm-hmm. stuff that are, that are CCC architecture, yeah. and you can always tell listeners if, if you are not familiar with the CCC, it was a it was a New Deal program, like the Works Progress Administration that that basically in, during the Depression, 
the government hired people just to do things that needed to be done, build mm-hmm. stuff, not really because we needed to build it, because people needed jobs. Um, and so what Oklahoma got out of that was a lot of really great, I mean, the whole nation got a whole bunch of public works mm-hmm. out of this. Yes. Um, and one of the things that we got were seven state parks. And mm-hmm. you can always tell this, a lot of this architecture, because it's they use a lot of local stone. Mm-hmm. So things like Taft Stadium in Oklahoma City, that was a CCC project. And um, the Okmulgee Spillway, which is less well-known, but if you guys know that, it was CCC. But a lot of these states... So if you see these old stone buildings and creations like amphitheaters, things like that, yeah. that's usually CCC stuff. Well, and and Quartz Mountain has yeah. a great amphitheater there, yes. like this yeah. old rock amphitheater. You just... It's funny. It's like, I feel like there's a... I love the state parks because I feel like there's such a different vibe for each one. Like uh-huh. Beaver's Bend, we went to... Brian and I went to for our anniversary because we wanted to do the like cabin hiking thing but also like we wanted to have great food and restaurants and yeah hang out at night a little bit yeah, you know, and like go have a drink and you can do that in at beaver's bend in hoachtown but like it is definitely it's booming but if there. you would like some just solitude if you want it quiet quartz, quartz that's what i was gonna say quartz quartz is, is yeah, yeah very there is a lot of solitude the mm-hmm. skies at night are so dark you can see Lovely. so many stars at quartz mountain it's really beautiful and now that there's a restaurant um mm-hmm. on site you don't even have to before you would have to, there were a few restaurants out there, but yeah, yeah, generally you were going to have to drive into Altus or Blair, which you should, you know, they're great towns. There are great towns and lots of places to eat. But if you don't feel like leaving the park, you don't have to. And there is a pool there, which is very important. I mean, there's a lake too, so that's good. And then, you know, you've got uh, Roman nose, which is just, you know, I love that it's, park so much. Yeah, Romano's and Boiling Springs up in the northwest are just really I especially um I love Boiling Springs because it just it's kind of unexpected in that area. You know, you've got all of the it, you know, say, I feel like Woodward, of all of these so. seven, that one to me is the most surprising. That yeah. is the one that when I drove into it, I went, really? Yeah, this no. Is amazing. And it's so it's so deeply forested. Yeah. And they're in just that part a, of the world. There are that's, a ton you don't see of that. deer. Yeah, no. Yeah. And so it's really, it's a stark contrast from the surrounding landscape in mm-hmm. that area, which I think just kind of makes it all the more interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's really a nice little place. And then, of course, you know, Lake Murray. Gorgeous. Lake Murray is just that lake is beautiful and that water feels so good Mm -hmm. and i yeah i i've become a real big fan of lake murray i just have a piece of lake murray advice from the last time that you and i were there what is that don't don't not eat lunch then drink a beer in the sun and then go kayak across the lake oh okay Yeah, no, see, I, you did You had to drive me back to the lodge because I was feeling so bad. No, and I, because I remember I was supposed to kayak too. And then I was like, man, you know what? It is too hot to not be in the water. I'm not going to sit on top of the water. That's just a tease. Bridget and I got in those kayaks and she's so strong. She just took off and was like a mile ahead of me instantly. (laughs) And I'm just trying to keep up with Bridget, which was dumb because I'm not in as good a shape as she is by a long shot. And so I just, I overexerted and I didn't. I was dehydrated and I hadn't eaten. It was oh, just yeah, a bad, no. It's just I, a bad series of behaviors. I went, yeah, I went out on a boat and then jumped off and swam. That's what like, I should have done. That yeah, been that, that was nice. Yeah. Anyway, but that's okay because uh, you know what? Even with that having happened, that was a fun day. I had a great time that day. Yeah. So it was worth it. It was totally yeah, worth it. There's, yeah, the parks, there's just, there. it's a great place I love to go. That park. Like in my recent blog where I explored the various <laughs> swimming holes. OklahomaToday.com. <laughs> 
Yes. Click on the travel tab at the top. You'll find it. Yeah. yeah. No. I, yeah. I'm always talking about the state parks. I like the state parks. I love so. them. I think they're great. I thought that was a really good. And I loved, you know, as far as history goes, there's a lot of history there. You yeah. Know? And I think yeah. that's really cool. Um, one of my other favorite ones, um, I'm turning the page here and I see, uh, I loved this idea of Greg's, the star map of yes. Oklahoma. I thought it was so fun and cool. Like all the different, um, but my favorite one of these for sure. I mean, there's great things, you know, like the Outsiders House and the Skeleton Creek Productions in Enid, the Twister Museum. There's so much great stuff, right? But my fa- my favorite one of these is the Naughty Pig Barbecue Burger and Chili House in Tulsa because it's where Weird Al Yankovic filmed UHF oh, yes, in the yeah. 80s, which is such a great movie. That we was love a, Weird Al. That was a family standard for yeah, me. My family agree. was obsessed with UHF. I agree. I love you know Weird Al is so like universally like who doesn't enjoy oh, my, Weird Al? My mom oh my is just a huge Weird Al fan. Yeah. Like she at one time, it's been probably like 10 years ago, she accidentally she went to a movie and accidentally left a plastic bag full of she had gone out and bought like just all these Weird Al DVDs. <laughs> And like like albums and stuff, and she left all of that at the movie theater and had to go back and claim it. And she called, you know, she had to call and be like, "I left a I left a bag full of Weird Al DVDs," and they were like, "Oh yeah, we sure found that." Like and yeah, yeah I bet they never forgot when they found that. I have to thank Greg because he made a couple of uh, he allowed Carly and I a few items that he was planning for the map to use in our own maps. So yeah, that was nice. Thank of him. you, Greg. Yeah. And Carly did a great one. It's across the page about spooky history, which I loved this too. Just, you know, if you're into paranormal stuff, if you're into, you know, if you like a good jump scare or a haunting or you're just curious about that kind of stuff, or honestly, if you're like, no, it doesn't exist and I'm going to prove it. Like, these are all fun places to go. Like the Spook Light, the Stone Lion Inn and Guthrie again, that I would love to go do one of those murder mysteries. I'm dying to do it, actually. I should oh, do yeah. that for my birthday next and the owner And the owner is so sweet. Like, and I mean, you know, I've talked to her, you know, times before mm-hmm. about Stone Lion in and it's just kind of like uh, seeing ghosts for them and their staff is it's just de rigueur, it's right? a like, daily occurrence yeah. it's really compelling to me because you know as somebody who tends to be like ghosts I don't know about that yeah. like they're just like oh yeah no we see this guy in the basement and all the time you know yeah. it's just sort of a routine thing <laughs> and I just can't imagine being comfortable in that place <laughs> but um, I, I like that she also included Museum of Osteology that place Yes, amazing. I love that go. And um, they, oh, and when I talk to them, they're doing like all sorts of cool programming now that um, that is fairly new. Like you can go do yoga in like the space filled with the skeletons, or wow. you can go there and make your own terrarium with like a skull and stuff. Oh, so wow. it, definitely check out their events page because they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. I love that. I love. I don't know why aesthetically, I just love skulls. And I had yeah, to, my mm-hmm. Brian had to be like, okay there are enough skulls in the home now. Yeah, like, no, my house is starting to look a little bit like yeah. serial killers. Well, except that they're not people skulls. So oh, a couple I've of got mine that I mean, they're not real. They're, like, painted. Like, I have one that um, Amanda, formerly Amanda Bradway, did. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so that, I love that. And anyway, I love them. And it was like, okay, there, there's enough now. Like, stop. Like, I, he's, I think he's worried that we're going to frighten people. Um, and then, uh, Megan, you did another one that I thought I loved this and I feel like this is one that could have been the whole story was native history like a native history yeah. travel itinerary I like this could be a thing but like you could literally like choose a choose a tribal nation and do one of these maps for each of them um, so like how did 
did you like knowing that there are 500 million native history places in Oklahoma? How did you choose what you were going to how did you narrow this down? Uh, well, that, I that seemed like a real challenge. I I mean, I kind of I went with some places that seemed kind of obvious to me, okay. yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> no, doesn't, that's great. which yeah. doesn't sound very, you know, not very curious yeah. of me. But I was like, I mean, not everything has to be off the beaten path. It, but also, I think something that we tend to forget is that things that may seem obvious to us, yeah. a lot of people have probably never even heard of yeah. um, because we are immersed in yeah. tourism every single day. So I'm like, oh, of course, like everyone knows what the Choctaw Cultural Center is, <laughs> but they don't. It's only been open so, a couple years. Yeah. Um, so I, I tended to kind of focus on some of the bigger places. I like this. Um, there, you know, like you said, there are so many museums yeah. about Native American history and culture mm-hmm. and art and galleries, and uh, they're great. But you know, it would be impossible to put that on one page. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just you know, the First Americans Museum in Oklahoma City, obviously, amazing. is amazing. Is you really, been, great. really go this weekend. Go. Yeah, and then the Chickasaw Cultural Center down in Sulphur is also. I've been Amazing. there and I love it. They have this, the Spirit Forest that you walk through. That I am just a you know like the light shifts from like you know daytime to nighttime mm-hmm. and it's really cool. And they have a cafe that serves you know um, venison stew and dumplings and all sorts. Those great dumplings are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I, really good. I get addicted to grape dumplings. Oh my gosh, they're so tasty. Yeah. yeah. Could eat them all day. That's another uh, summer treat. Grape oh, dumplings. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah Indian like tacos. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, I mean, well, that's Actually, any time of year. The Indian tacos at the Chickasaw Cultural, they're really good. That's a good oh, Indian okay. taco. Yeah, yeah. No, I am I'm looking forward to to trying that place because it recently, it they was just closed reopened it. for a while yeah. and they reopened. Mm-hmm. So, and they revamped the menu. So it is new and improved. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the Choctaw Cultural Center in Calera. I'm, am I, uh-huh. pronoun- I think that's how you pronounce near it. Near yeah. Durant. Yep. Um, they have authentic foods there too yeah. that it's it's supposed to be really good and it's that's a huge place and they poured a lot of time and money and effort into making it really cool so I love that um, that Choct- I haven't been to Choctaw um, but other than that the only other place on your list that I hadn't been to was the Comanche Museum in Lawton yeah. which I hear is wonderful and kind of like I feel like it doesn't get enough do like no, for as good it, as I hear like it is I don't you don't hear a ton about yeah, it and no. people need to go it's really good yeah I mean Comanche the Comanche Nation it's the man they they have serious history in yeah, Oklahoma and it's really interesting and just their tribal history is really interesting yep. um, so that is definitely a place that I would encourage people to go check out and something that's not on here that's one of my favorites is Sia I was gonna ask if you had any on uh, here that you had that you didn't get to include yeah, that you really liked the Eagle Preserve um, well not just eagles but uh birds of prey they have a ton and it's really interesting and the people that work there are very interesting as well and that's down in Cyril yep um in southwestern Oklahoma so that's another one that's not on my list but 
uh, if you love birds of prey like I do, then you would love this place. I love that. I feel like I'm hesitant to mention this because I feel like half of this story was Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> half of like, yeah. like pretty much the rest of 2023 is going to be all about that movie, I feel like. Um, but the Osage Museum in Pahuska is really, really good. And if you are interested in this kind of stuff, I would say go now. Like go this summer for that movie comes out. Otherwise, it might be, oh, yeah. might be hard to get in. Yeah, now is the time. Um, yeah, now is definitely the time to go. Um, ben, across the page here is, I thought this was the most unique mm-hmm. of all the ideas. Yeah. This was the one that I went, huh, okay. And it's historic county courthouses. How in the world, I love this. How did, how did you come up? Like, where did this yeah. come from? I thought this was so cool. Well, so um, there was a, there's a person I know who um, goes around and, like, travels to the various county courthouses. Really? Yeah, and... Um, are they a lawyer? Uh, no, okay. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what she. Uh, it's like a family thing. Okay. I don't know. They, they probably have um, some kind of like law history okay. in their family. I asked because my friend Todd. I've never talked to her. About my friend Todd <laughs> is a lawyer and he does the same thing. And yeah. I've been to some of these with him. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, I know that um, that was my first introduction to it. But through that, I learned that a lot of people uh, are drawn to these courthouses. Yeah. You know. Um, and as I started thinking about it, it really dawned on me that um, in a lot of these places, uh, the courthouse is, you know, just sort of such a symbol of that community. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's the most uh, interesting architecture in, in town, usually. Yeah. And it's usually located somewhere near, like, Town Square or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a few of my favorites on here. Um, I mentioned earlier that Greg made some concessions to us. Uh, the Beckham <laughs> County Courthouse yeah. uh, in Sayre, which you uh, can see in the movie The Grapes of Wrath, yep. which is why it would have been on Greg's movie map. Um, I've only seen The Grapes of Wrath, well, the movie one time as a child, but I still remember seeing that courthouse. Really? Oh, that's <laughs> that's how much of an impression it made. Wow. So I knew it had to make the list. Okay. Um, another one, uh, we were talking about Killers of the Flower Moon earlier. Osage uh, County. The Osage County Courthouse. Yeah. Um, I haven't you... been to that one because those steps intimidate me. Yeah. That's a lot. Exactly. It's, like, it's like the Rocky Steps. You know, like, and that is that courthouse is uh, it's appropriate that they're making the movie yeah. there because it's like a, a thing out of a movie. Yeah, it's like the the stairs. It's just so uh, intimidating. It's it's like someone wrote that. Like that, yeah. that was a piece and of fiction. Yeah. For it's people real. who aren't familiar, the stairs are intimidating because there's a lot there's of so them. many of yeah. them. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's like up on a hill, way isn't it? up on a hill. Yeah. Like looks over the whole town. I want to go up there. Just it for looks the view. sort of like you're going to like some kind of ancient. Greek, yeah, but like know. every time in Pahuska, I'm like, I should go up there. Not today. Like <laughs> I look at those steps and I'm like, like I was there with my mom recently and I was like, you know, she's really interested in Killers of Flower Moon. I mean, which isn't unique yeah. this year, but she's really into it um, and really excited about it. And I was like, that's where the trial was. Do you want to walk up there? And she goes, <laughs> no. No, I, I can see it from down here. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. kind of I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, but I, one of these days I'm gonna. Yes. Now I feel like I've laid the gauntlet down publicly now. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. I think once it, it's no longer 100 degrees. You know, climbing, um, climbing the Black Mesa, climbing the uh, Osage County Courthouse steps. It's <laughs> great Oklahoma climbs. That's a story we should do. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one I liked, um, the um, Cimarron County Courthouse uh, up in, in Boys City. If you're familiar with the um, the 
I guess like the uh, army bombing uh, mishap that happened there. I love yes. this story. Yeah. Um, it, for those tell who, that story for yeah for people who don't know. Yeah. About well, this. well, for those who don't know, um, there was a um, a sort of army um, bombing uh, training exercise going on it's during World War Two. Yes, during yeah. World War Two, and um, they the people in the planes <laughs> got confused and saw the lights in Boy City and thought that that was actually their their target. Yeah, they were flying out of Dalhart. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they did uh, drop a few bombs on Boy City. Um, <laughs> it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody and was hurt. No, thankfully, no yeah. one was hurt. Um, but it, it still makes a great, um, it's really great, funny, interesting bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, especially since no one got hurt. Yeah. Have and you been? Have you been to Boy City? Have you seen? I this? have. Yes. Okay. And I have the There's a little monument uh, there. A little bombing monument. <laughs> yeah. That little bomb that's like a cratered in, into the ground. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, the um, the Cimarron County Courthouse, that's one of the buildings that was hit. So, uh, that's it. And it's uh, you couldn't tell today because they did a great job of patching it up. I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely loved this story. Um, oh, and thank you. I don't know if JJ did the illustrations on this or who did. but I don't know, but they're uh, it looks so fantastic. good. They're, yeah. like, kind of architectural and just really, really beautiful. This was the one I was like, okay, I know what I want, but I know it, it seems like a big <laughs> ask. And... It's just whoever did it knocked I, it out of the park. I really have to say publicly, JJ Ritchie mm-hmm. um, works for our art director Stephen Walker. Um, has been working for Steve longer than I've been at Oklahoma today. Megan, how long has JJ been around? Oh God, I don't even know. Really long She's, time. Oh, or yes, yeah. They've they've been. It's been a quite longer a while. Longer than you've been at Oklahoma today. Yeah, wow. because uh, when I was interviewing for the job, I went over to Steve's and met with and Jen was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember that. Um, so it's definitely that's cool because that's oh, the first wow, time yeah. I met Jen I was during my second job that. interview. Okay. During my second job interview, it was over. It was over at Walker Creative at Steve's old office. Okay. And like, Ed, the whole Oklahoma Today staff was there, but then Steve was there, and then Jen was there too. And that was the first time Jen and I met. So, because mm. um, I remember like kind of walking in and being like, "Who's that?" I thought I met the whole staff already. Mm-hmm. Um, but they work for Jen, or they work for Steve. So, um, I anyway, I just want to say publicly and as loud, like if I could stand on top of the tallest building in Oklahoma and shout this with a bullhorn, I would. JJ Ritchie is the best illustrator in the world. Mm-hmm. Worked their butt off for this piece worked so hard right up to the last minute like some of the stuff we didn't see until it was almost too late um but really 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 killed it as did kyle gandy and chris lee um and steve always kills it so um i just really want to like when you look through this story readers like really take a moment to appreciate how many millions of hours this took um and what a big swing it was for them and how much they just killed it so Mm -hmm. walker creative yay for them um I'm looking at this story that I wrote uh, about aviation and flight history. I did this. This was just, I'm not going to talk too long about it, but I, it was kind of selfish on my part because I grew up across the street from the Weatherford Airport, mm-hmm. which is now home to the Stafford Museum, one of the coolest museums in the state, in my opinion. Yes, um, and not just because I have personal connection, but because I genuinely think it's amazing. Um, it's Smithsonian affiliated. I mean, there's so much cool stuff to see there. I've been there three times now, and I feel like I still haven't seen most of it. Um, huge fan of that. Tom Stafford has been one of my heroes since second I found out who he was when I was probably a year old. I just love that guy. Um, if you've ever interviewed him or talked to him, he is a wild character. Have you ever interviewed him, Megan? No, I haven't. He I'm kind is, of amazed in all my years that I've never directly spoken to him. He's one of these people, you, enter, you encounter people like this as a journalist sometimes, where it's like, you're an amazing interview, and 
if it was up to you, this interview would never end. Maybe we should have like, him on the podcast. I would love that. I think maybe he's too old now. He's oh. nearing 100. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm not sure how how speechy he is anymore. But um, when I've spoken to him, which is only once or twice, but he really – he's a talker. Like he has these great stories and he knows they're great and he's going to tell them to you. And I, mm-hmm. I, I could listen to him all day. He's great. Um, anyway, so uh, Greg did a great one about historic restaurants, which I love too. Um, there's some places in here that I still haven't tried, believe it or not. I have never been to Ike's Chili in Tulsa. I haven't either. I, wrote, I know. Yeah. I went there and I wrote a blog about it a while ago. You did. Uh, yeah, That's right, you did. So yeah, that was good. In. How, yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's pretty good. I got the um, the chili with the beans over spaghetti. Okay, um, Okay. Cincinnati yeah. style. Yes. All right. I think it, that is sort of uh, kind of the first thing you have to get there and then from there you can kind of branch out okay. for the rest of the menu. I want to go back because uh, there's so many other things that they have yeah. and there's, there's like none chili items that they have too, yeah. like, like burgers and, and uh, salads and wraps. Um, so uh, I feel like I haven't explored it enough, but I really did like uh, my chili on spaghetti. Yeah. Is this the oldest restaurant in Oklahoma? It's uh, one of them, I know. One of them. Um, 1908. It's, it's older than Cattleman's. I know yes. that. Um, I think it might be. I feel like it might be the oldest continuously operating uh-huh. restaurant in Oklahoma, but I'm not sure. And if any readers out there know what the answer to that question is, I would really love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Rogers ate at Ike's Chili. I mean, yeah. it is historic. Yeah. Like, it's a really historic place. I've also never been to White River Fish Market, and I'm bummed about that. I, You know what? I also have not been there. And we need I, to go to Tulsa. That's yeah. We need to take the podcast on given the road how much Tulsa. salmon I eat. I would be happy to go there. I haven't visited either. We need another Tulsa trip. I'm going to call Abby and hook us up. Um, probably my favorite piece of art in the issue is this one by Carly, this horse map. Yes. Carly is our resident animal lover. I mean, everyone here loves animals, but Carly is a li- is wow. very extra in an extremely lovely way about her love of animals. Um, and I just really love uh, all the, like, the pal- like, first of all, the art is gorgeous. You can't see it, obviously, because it's a podcast, but it's really, really pretty. This image of the horse and Shawnee, I think, is my favorite little bit. They have, you know, how different cities have painted things around mm-hmm. town. You know, we have bison here and Fort Worth has longhorns and they Yeah, have. Tulsa has penguins, don't Tulsa, they? Uh, or, yes. Yeah, was it penguins? The penguins in Tulsa? Okay. Um, but Shawnee has horses. Yeah. And these are really lovely. Um, and the Augusta Metcalf, that's another thing that's high on my bucket list because I haven't been to the Augusta Metcalf Museum mostly because it is really far to go. It's way out there. It like is. North, it is west of Cheyenne. Yeah. Um, but I think my favorite Out thing there by the Wichita Battlefield. Wichita Battlefield. Uh, oh, Okay. Out, out that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been very close to it. Same. But I, have I haven't not, actually been to it. Yeah. I yeah. love that Mr. Ed's grave is in Oklahoma. I think that, well, is it him or is well, it his no, stunt double? Well, no, but that's the Nobody part knows. that... That's the part that I think makes it even better is that we know some horses buried here, yeah. but we're not sure which and it of the Mister. Something Mr. to do Ed. with the TV show, Mister. Yes, Ed. Yeah. we don't know if it's Bamboo Harvester or Pumpkin. Right. Yeah, that, Pumpkin was the double, and Bamboo Harvester, I think, was the main. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch Mister. Ed? Oh yeah, I watched Mister. Ed on Nick at Night when I was a kid. I loved that. Oh show. yeah, no, I was yeah, I was big on Mister. Ed. Yeah. He was basically like Alf. Yeah. Like, no, he, he was my dream horse because he could talk. <laughs> Like now, but he was so gaslighty. Well, yeah, no, Wilbur was crazy. Yeah, he was not the nicest horse. But I mean, if animals could talk, who knows how nice they really would be? You could have some pretty saucy animals. I think if your cats could talk, we would hear a lot of very salty. Oh yeah, no. And one of the best things about animals, in my opinion, is that they can't talk. 
So think, yeah, if, they'd be making a lot if, of demands. I, I've caught, I've done a 180 on Mister Ed. I yep. wouldn't want a talking horse now. Okay. Uh, so then the last one that we'll, we'll talk about is one I wrote: um, historic hotels. I love this because you know sometimes like, um, but sometimes you want something a little extra. Sometimes you want a little experience, a little something, a little nice. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I put together this list of historic hotels, and I like this was hard to narrow down because there's there's many, um, and some of these. I haven't actually been to, but like the Skirvin obviously is great. The Mayo, amazing. Um, I just stayed at the Price Tower with my mom. She'd never been there. I am not 100% sure it didn't freak her out a little bit because that place is weird, but it's weird in an absolutely delightful way. And what uh, way is that for the uninitiated? Uh, there are no right angles in the building. Yeah. Uh, my friend Casey that I talked about earlier, it freaks her out that there are no right angles in that building. Like she's legitimately bothered yeah. by it. Um, I, I love that. that hotel. Like I, it's comfortable. The rooms are just, have you guys ever stayed there? Have you been there? I have not stayed there. The rooms are lovely. I love that town. I would like to spend more time in it. It reminds me of Richard Scarry's busy town. Bartlesville is amazing. Yeah. We love Bartlesville. Um, I had taken my mom there. It was her Christmas present um, uh, because my grandpa was born there. And she'd never been. So we went and, like, found the address for my where my grandpa was born. But um, the price tag, like, honestly, this is a weird travel thing. It's my favorite shower in the state of Oklahoma. Right. Mm. Isn't well, that that's weird? A, that's important. The showers in that room, I don't know why. It's, like, little historic green tile. Like, I can't point anything specific about it exactly, but, like, they're just really good showers. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Like, honestly, what I, if I'm going to Bartlesville and I know I'm staying at the price tower, I will spend time in the car thinking, Thinking about the shower that I'm going to take. It's so weird, but they're great showers. I mean, that whole place is amazing. Like, and their restaurant just reopened. They're working on reopening the rooftop bar. You should go. Um, but I want to stay at the Frontier Hotel in Pahuska. Oh, yeah. That place looks really cool. It's that, like, wedge-shaped building downtown. Uh-huh. It's a great building, and you're in close proximity to, of course, everything. The, every, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the Pioneer Woman restaurant. Right across the street. Both of them are. Like, the pizza place is uh-huh. on one side, the, the mercantile's on the other. And the furniture stores and little mm-hmm. shops down there and yep. museum, like, the yeah. The Osage no. County Courthouse. Osage yes. County Courthouse, yes, right course. up there, yeah. Um, and our, our buddy, Addie Roanhorse, has an Airbnb there called Little Rain Song Loft. She's it's doing a really our cover. pretty little main street the it way is. that it's I feel like it's kind of set up it butts up against like a big hill it does you know? yeah that's and what courthouse is yeah. yeah and it's just it's a pretty picturesque little town so it really is gorgeous if you haven't been or if you even if you have been go again I think I could, going to Pawhuska is always a fun trip that's one of those towns like I've been there I've stayed the night I've hung out like I want to really like I want to spend like a week yes seriously in Pawhuska like just hanging out like you really could like yeah, you're near the tall grass Prairie, which is really amazing. You're near Osage Hills. Mm -hmm. You're near Bartlesville. You're not that far from Tulsa. Like you could really do it up. You could have a really good time. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot to be done up there. Yeah, Um, that was a maps feature. I just really quickly, um, what else? Ben, you wrote an amazing story about Woody the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival, which is coming very soon. Yes. Um, What did you? You'd never been to that. I've been to that so many times. I can't even count. I've lost count now. But what did you think about that when you went? Uh, It was it was an amazing time. Um, I had a uh, yeah, a little behind the scenes is that I actually um, I almost didn't get to go because like uh, a few <laughs> weeks before I caught uh, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So I was worried that we would have to at the last minute like 
hand it off to another writer or something. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I was able to uh, get cleared um, and do my isolation period and make it to the final the final day <laughs> uh, where I was able to. Uh, You're a trooper, yes, Ben. Plan out my uh, my blanket and take in the show, and uh, it was it was perfect. It was awesome inspiring being out there on the pastures of plenty i love um, it out there it's such a like you're right it, it is it's inspiring like if i mean you are a fan of live music in oklahoma um that's got to be like top three on your list oh totally yeah. go to pastures of plenty especially on the last night yes. it's always so good and you know uh I, I wrote a little bit about this in the story and i wasn't just being uh poetic but um despite it being in july uh in the evening it really was wasn't that hot like i wasn't yeah uh like it could, it's during it's during the evening yeah um the sun the sun goes down uh and it, it's not it was a very pleasant time out there yeah i've been out there at times i'll say i've been out there at times and it wasn't pleasant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was still a really good time yeah like i have this photograph of me and hollis and b casey's kids out there and we are all three just drenched <laughs> In sweat and like smiling like goons because we're having so much fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, I, it's so it's so great. It, Happy birthday, Woody Guthrie! But could you have been born in I know. maybe uh, the spring? I know. As a fellow <laughs> July baby, Woody, I feel you. I feel you so hard. Um, Megan, what I wanted to talk to you about because you did so much great work on these photos is this Blessed Stanley Rother Shrine story. I, oh, well, this was Brent gorgeous. Fox. Brent Fox photographed it, but you worked with him, and I just I really thought this turned out really pretty. And he did. He, uh, man, it, it, the story breaks my heart a little bit actually, yeah. because I mean, he went to, so he went to the opening, he went to the pre festivity, you know, he mm. went back and got architectural photo. Like he did a lot of work. And I mean, I had a hundred, at least 200 photos. I'm sure it was more than that yeah. from him. And we used five. <laughs> and so it's just like, there's no way around. It's just like, there were beautiful photos that yeah. we did not use. And that the choices always, we have to make sometimes no, around these things are heartbreaking. Like, it's always, I know it's always better to have, you know, an embarrassment of riches, but the, and every, you know, you're dealing with the Catholic church here. Mm -hmm. So everything is very ornate and yeah. beautiful and gilded. And so just the photo, like so many beautiful yeah. photos that we didn't even use. Yeah. Um, there was one photo that I really loved that didn't make it in. And I, I think, I think your photo choices were perfect. But there was one photo that I was sad we couldn't get in. It was a photo of Stanley Rother himself uh, with, like, the floral shirt on. Oh, yeah. That was I really loved lovely. Yeah. I love this one with the little girl. I like it better. Yeah. The one there that was, made it in. There were some, that was so good. Yeah. There were some photos provided by the archdiocese that uh, that we did include in the story, too. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, no. He, yeah, yeah he, the, you know, uh, just an ordinary person who did some extraordinary things. There's um, a line in here that I really, really love. Is kind and I of felt the, like... This is like the heart of faith to me. Blessed Rother was called Padre Francisco or Padre Aplas by the approximately 25,000. He performed the traditional roles of a priest, such as conducting mass or blessing children. This is what I love. But he was more known for his ability to drop everything and help. And then it goes on. It says, uh, Blessed Rother fixed vehicles, grew wheat, corn, and garlic with local farmers, ate in the homes of those in remote villages, found homes for orphaned children, fed the hungry. He was known to cut the meat for and eat lunch with a local elderly homeless man each day and worked to help translate the New Testament into the, the, the language of the people there that I am yeah. able to pronounce and don't want to screw up. Um, it's kind of a, a really beautiful feet. person who just yeah. kind of embodied just generosity. Yeah. 
I um, love that. It's like the it's like the book of James, right? Like faith and works. Yeah. You know, I think that's But you know, great. was it was an excessive not some kind of lofty person who sat in contemplation all the time. He yeah. was he was out there working, yeah. you know. Um and that was really beautiful. Well, if you read the story and you want to uh, engage more, I actually went out to the pilgrimage center that yeah. was there at How the church. How was that? I haven't been. Uh it's it's really great. Um, it's a sort of a, uh, they do a good job of making it uh, sort of as like semi immersive experience. Hmm. Um, so uh, it really brought his story to life for me. So I highly recommend uh, heading out there. Um, it's open, I think. Um, it's all time. Yeah, all yeah, the time. Pretty much daily. Yeah. So, um, and I think, I feel like it's hard for, um, you know, I'm not, I wasn't raised Catholic. I'm not Catholic, but I feel like it's hard for those of us who, uh, were raised in the Protestant persuasion to really get what a big deal this is. Like, yes. it is a very big deal that he has been named yeah. called blessed, mm-hmm. blessed. Um, it will be a very, very big deal if he is named saint, For which sure. is in the mm-hmm. process. Um, and I mean, I remember the day that he was beatified. They had a service. They had a huge mass at the Cox. What was then the Cox Convention Center downtown? Uh-huh. And I just happened to be downtown that day, and there were so many people you couldn't get around. Yeah, like it took us like thirty minutes to leave downtown because the crowds were so thick of people coming to worship at this at this event they were having so I like it's a like that's when I kind of went oh this Stanley Rother stuff is a big deal like this is a very 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 big deal Mm -hmm. like yeah so and you could tell that most of those people were not Oklahoma like they hadn't just come up the street yeah like they clearly were from out of town and possibly out of the country so I thought that was really cool Um, I'm gonna well very quickly we are gonna do a future podcast about the Buffalo Soldiers so we won't talk about that story today although pick up the issue and read because it's very cool Um, and we finish up with we'll just talk about it quickly this great story by Carol Mowdy Bond about Stockyard City, oh, which yeah. I loved this story because it made me think, and I think I actually, when I was editing, and I think I put this line in somewhere, but um, it's it's the, it, it was a district before there were districts. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, and it never had this story, like a lot of the districts, you know, that we know and love, like Kendall Whittier in Tulsa and Plaza here in Oklahoma City and places, you know, they have this story, even Bricktown has this story of like, well, it was blighted. Yes. And yes. then historic preservation and we brought it back. Stockyards doesn't have that. It has been going, it has been a going concern from the day it started. Uh-huh. It's never not had people. It's never not been a popular place to go. It's never, it's never really been in a decline. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that came roaring back. It's always been. Yeah. And I just think, and I, that had, I never, we talk about Stockyards so much um, because it really is one of Oklahoma's like touchstone places. But we, I had, that had never dawned on me until I read this story. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this was a district. Like yeah, we think yeah, of districts now. Right. Yeah. I think well, that's so cool. Yeah. And even if you're, you know, not there selling your cow, like there's a lot to do. Totally. And, I mean, you know, that's, well, that sounded very reductive. <laughs> selling your cow. <laughs> there's a, you know, there are. <laughs> His name is Brian. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It's walkable. Uh-huh. Highly walkable. Because you have to take your cow to the yards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. But I mean, you can go down there and get a steak. You can, such you know. Such a good steak. Such a good Two steak. places to yeah. get good steaks. And, or some delicious tacos. Mm-hmm. Like some sarsaparilla yep. candy. Greg introduced uh, me to that taco place, Los Camales. There's yes, a taqueria down there. It's very really good. good. Mm-hmm. Really, and they're open super late. I've been there at midnight before. Yeah, I used to take my cats to the vet down there. Oh, um, that's cool. At Swames. 
Huh. So, yeah, no, there's... Love rodeo Cinema is there now. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah, uh, if you haven't been to Rodeo Cinema. A lot of great, um, so many unique good films. Uh, screenings that they have. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, of course, Cattleman's, which is wonderful. I Yeah, I love Cattleman's. I do, too. It's, it's so good. That The salad dressing with the little croutons. I love their um, house dressing. The baked oh. potato. With yeah. The, yeah. It's just a fun experience to eat at Cattleman's. And then you can buy calf fries for your nephews <laughs> and tell them what they are after they eat them Ew, okay. which right. they're That's... like well you know they're deep uh, anything deep fried they don't is care good, yeah, pretty much <laughs> um i love that i uh i always take it's so i i didn't for a long time but now i always take out-of-town visitors there like especially if someone's never been to oklahoma mm-hmm. i'm like this is a little cliched like this is what you are expecting out fun. of oklahoma but it's so fun and the food is so good one of my very best friends in the world uh was for a really long time the um sort of the mayor of the french quarter in new orleans she was the director of the tourism entity that oversees the french quarter for the state of louisiana mm-hmm. um so she's tourism like she knows her stuff right as well as anyone in this building um if i could get her to move here and work with us i would love that um but she came to visit me and we went to we went to cattleman's and she said it was the best piece of coconut cream pie she's ever had in her life really i agree with her I oh think wow um uh my great grandma's was pretty good i've only had their chocolate pie their coconut cream is something else i'm mm. telling you it is really good i mean the chocolate pie is great but yeah that that coconut cream is and the wait the amazing. wait staff they have there they have I mm-hmm. really like the people that work there they're really it's, nice it's yeah. just a, it's a good experience it's a fun experience and if you haven't been for breakfast that's a whole other thing too that oh, yeah. you know, we can get into but um and my dad loves like my whole family we go to McClintock a lot like my dad mm-hmm. loves that place like he can't really go now but like we we it's a very popular I love McClintock yeah and see I I have never been there but I hear I've heard it's very really good things good. I mean I have been inside there yeah uh, for photography purposes but I've never dined there. I I would say it's the more, like, if you're going to go on a date. Like, Kettleman's might not be the place for a date. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of loud, kind of crowded. Like, McClintock is a little quieter, a little more refined. Yeah, You yeah. know, like, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just a different experience. The quality the quality on both is amazing. Like, you can't go wrong either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Stockyards is awesome. And then, of course, there are all the Western, you know, all the oh, stores and yeah. shopping. Like, Green and yes. Grange is this so really cool. cool furniture and, yeah. you know, just kind of household items store yeah and it's really a lot of what they do there is very creative and yeah. then stockyard sarsaparilla which i yeah, know greg yeah. is going to have a blog about soon because he went and did a root beer tasting mm-hmm. uh there so that's cool he's going to write about that it'll be on oklahomatoday.com soon um so yeah stockyard so that's kind of the we've kind of gone on and on but like that's it was a good issue i was proud of it and it's on newsstands now uh time travel 10 road trips through oklahoma history really great art on the cover by jj ritchie so thank you guys for all the great work you like this one i really feel like sometimes you know we do an issue and like i i'm never disappointed in our issues i always feel like i'm really happy with them um but sometimes there's an issue here and there where just the magic yeah feels like it's present in the air you know and you get the final product and i we favorites <laughs> i think this is one of my favorites in a long you know, time i really love this there I, are stories we do sometimes where i'm just like <laughs> which I, i'll be honest <laughs> like i am just like oh that was such a nightmare yeah i will not you know talk about which ones those were we should do a podcast 
podcast episode about that so far. But <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'd have a lot to say, uh, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, some things are harder than others. And sometimes, you know, uh, this one, actually, a fair amount kind of went wrong. But yeah, a fair amount. I mean, it's Oklahoma today. Something. Nothing know. is ever easy. Yeah. That's, our, that's our unofficial <laughs> motto. Oklahoma today, where nothing is ever easy. Um, well, hey, let's get into our events because we've been kind of let's. Oh, let's plumb the depths of travel. I forgot. We... I know we were just having a conversation and forgot we were recording a podcast. Um, Megan, since you're pulling yours up, why don't we start with Ben? In some ways, those participating in this Saturday's Norman Conquest bike ride are a lot like the fearsome Mongol invaders of the 13th and 14th centuries, except instead of horses, they'll be riding bicycles. Instead of the majority of the Eurasian continent, they'll be conquering mostly the west side of Norman. And instead of being led by Genghis Khan, participants will follow friendly members of the Bicycle League of Norman in a fundraising ride benefiting the J.D. McCarty Center for Children with De- Development Disabilities. So yeah, I guess the ride uh, really isn't all that comparable to the reign of the infamous Golden Horde, seeing as how the death toll will be zero and bad vibes of any kind are simply not allowed. Perks of embarking on one of the either 23, 46, or 62-mile courses include a t-shirt with this year's custom design, camaraderie with other riders, and a free post-ride meal inside, serviced by air conditioning, a luxury (laughs) no one in the Mongolian Empire ever got to enjoy. Speaking of which... Here's another symbol of modern opulence, the internet. Those interested in signing up for the Conquest ride should should register on there, specifically by typing in the website bicycleleagueofnorman.com slash normanconquest. Registration must be finished by end of day, July 4th, so make sure that pack of hot dogs isn't the only conquest of your Independence Day. You can also call 405-355-2453 for more information. Thank you very much, Ben. Megan, what do you got for us? Where are we going? Wow. America is a cultural hodgepodge that should be celebrated with smoked meat, beer, and beautiful explosions. Sometimes one day of revelry is simply not enough. So instead of just showing love on July 4th, why not keep on partying the next day too? On July 5th, the little town of Calvin is putting on a big league celebration in its city park to honor the USA with one of the biggest fireworks displays in Northwestern Oklahoma. And there will, of course, be a barbecue dinner and live music. So put those stars and stripes back on, pack up the cooler, and head down for this patriotic after party. For more information, call at 580 9872531 Megan I love that partially because I was going to read Greg's next but I'm going to read mine next because yours is in Calvin and mine is in Pittsburgh and those two towns are close to each other ah. so you could do both of these because mine is the mm. two days before that okay so I will say I love it when I get to learn about an Oklahoma town I didn't know about before and this event right up delivered because though I knew Oklahoma had a town called Pittsburgh what I didn't know were the following facts the town was founded when Daniel Edwards and his son Thomas dug a mine shaft two miles east of the town of Kiowa random note Kiowa is the birthplace of my Maternal grandfather, Joe Nathan Gunner, and of Reba McIntyre, to whom I am not related. <laughs> Unfortunately, that when we it re- know of. I know, right? When it received, I know I'm the <laughs> only person in Oklahoma who doesn't claim that. Right. When it received its first post office in 1903, the town of Pittsburgh was known as Cowpers, C-O-W-P-E-R-S. It was quickly changed to Edwards, but not for the Daniel and Thomas Edwards who founded this town, but for another unrelated coal mining Edwards that lived there. 
Lord knows. And then uh, someone find that story and tell it to me. And then six years later, it was changed to Pittsburgh in 1909 because like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it was a coal town. I actually don't know if that's why, but it sounds good to me. So if the pull of this kind of history is calling to you, and believe me, I actually wrote this on the board, on the whiteboard right there, coal mining question mark. Because if you have not read up on the history of Oklahoma coal mining, that is some crazy stuff. I bet. Um, it is, yeah, definitely read up on it. It's really, it's the wildest. It's some of the wildest history in Oklahoma, I think. You need to come to Pittsburgh, Oklahoma. So you won't be able to see the Steelers play, which is fine. But this Friday and Saturday, July 7th and 8th, never mind. Yours is the 5th, mine's the 7th and 8th. Wow. You know what? Just go to Eastern Oklahoma, hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to attend the Founders Day Rodeo in Drew Park in Pittsburgh, featuring two days of exciting events like bronc riding, bareback riding, steer wrestling, team roping, ladies breakaway roping, and more. This event is family-friendly, so bring the kids to see all the beauty of Eastern Oklahoma and watch some real cowboys and cowgirls in action. For more information, call 918-429-3205. And can I say, Kiowa and Calvin, both located very close to the Jefferson Highway. Which oh, yes. there is a story about in our May-June issue. So if you want to go drive... Our beautiful Jefferson Highway. Go drive the Jeff uh, and end up in Atoka and go to Reba's place. Mm-hmm. Eat some food. So you could just live our May-June issue out uh, on these two events of mine and Megan's. Um, here, I'll read Greg's real quick since he went to all the trouble to write it. Thank you, Greg. Hope you feel better soon. Quick question for the group. Are you guys excited for the opening of the OK Pop Museum in Tulsa? Well, of course. Oh, yes. Naturally. Me too. Oklahoma has a deep pop culture history, and I'm looking forward to luxuriating in a miasma of culture so popular that when it was in grade school, it got invited to everybody's birthday party, even Jimmy Evans, who had a mechanical bull and gave everyone full-size Snickers bars. I didn't get invited to that party. But a a museum isn't just what's inside it, though. That stuff is also pretty important. Still, you can learn more about the building, the design choices made, and enjoy a brand new air conditioning system. There you go. During the... (laughs) During... (laughs) (laughs) I know. We know what Oklahomans like. During the Tulsa Foundation for Architecture's second Saturday walking tour of the new OK Pop building. Megan, you and I got to tour the OK Pop we building, did. which is finished. I think that they've probably made a lot of progress since we died. I hope it was have. empty when we were there. Yeah. It was The building was finished, but it was actually, even that was really cool. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a very large space. Yeah. And it's it's a, it's a neat, and to hear what they're planning to do, and it seemed well deeply inspiring. Yeah, uh, the first tour starts at 10 a.m. on July 8th. Tickets are 15 dollars for members and 20 dollars for non-members. And as always, kids 12 and under can tour for free. Visit TulsaArchitecture.org for more info. I loved. We went on a Tulsa Underground tour. The Tulsa tours are so great. Like we talk about them a lot, but they they're worth doing. They're totally worth doing. Um, anyway, so the entire and the sound of an entire third grade class getting thrown off a mechanical bull. <laughs> means this episode. <laughs> wow, that's Frank. a sound. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <laughs> means this episode of the Oklahoma Day podcast is coming to a close. But if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at travelok.com and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts today have been myself, Nathan Gunner, editor in chief, photography editor Megan Rossman, research editor Ben Lucian, with Greg Elwell and Carly Yabar in absentia. Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. All right, who wants to try? Well, Ben, it's your turn. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're ready. All right, I've been rehearsing all week. Goodbye. I don't think it's quite high enough. I don't, yeah. Goodbye. I feel like you need to take it again. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh-huh. There, that's uh, a little bit better. That's a little bit better, but I think maybe third time's term. Goodbye. Okay, there. That was perfect. <laughs> I feel very said goodbye. It's no Carly. I mean, who 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 could possibly replace her? Well, we miss you. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
No, no, no. Then who would replace me? No one.